When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys and gals, it's me again, Dave the Rave on the Wireless Wave. You're listening to Radio Prune, the greatest station in the nation. We've got some really groovy scenes and sounds lined up for you. Foot stomping, finger popping, teeny bobbing ravers out there in Radio Land. So stay cool and stay close and tune to Prune. Remember, things go better with Prune. Radio Prune keeps you going all day. You'll, you'll, you'll be over the moon with Radio Prune for a real cool tune. Try Radio Prune. Things never go wrong with Radio Prune. Anyway, let's get on with our first program. And here it is, fun lovers. It's I'm sorry I'll read that again, again. You won't forget to switch off yourself, will you? Good night. <laughs> go with another wacky, zany, fun-packed, yet deeply sincere half-hour with Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kendall and Bilotti. So hang on to your hats. That lot will pinch anything. Order, 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 order. As Director General, I call to order this meeting to discuss our latest BBC venture, Radio Prune. Where? 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 Order. Radio Prune must go commercial. Gas! Commercial radio? Never! Why, it's against everything the BBC stands for. It's immoral, it's undemocratic, it's undignified, but it might even be entertaining. Same, same. No, 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 I'm afraid we must face facts. Commercial radio is our only hope. I mean, look at television. Good idea. What's on? As chairman of this board, I suggest that we follow the example of the commercial TV companies. Good idea, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> You're sacked. Super. Super, super, super. Nonsense. Nonsense. Let's put it to the vote. All those in favour of commercial radio, raise your hands. I see you right. Motion carried. <laughs> Radio Prune goes commercial. Everybody tune to Radio Prune. I just turn that dial from swinging style and tune, tune, tune to Prune. Radio Prune. Just look at this pile of washing. What am I going to do? Hi there, kitten. Who are you? I'm the fairy puff man. It's right to the dirt of the wash. The fairy puff man? That's me. Hey, kitten, that white dress you're wearing looks gray, 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 gray. I know, but what can I do? Take that dress off and put it in this washing machine with fairy puff. Gets right to the dirt of the wash. All right. Oh, oh, kitten, look at those undies. They're gray, 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 gray. Tell you what. I know. Take them off. Right, in they go. Now what are you going to do? Hmm? 
I'm going to wash these clothes. Oh, <laughs> just my luck to get the fairy puff man. Gets right to the heart Hush of the... General, but this advertising just won't do. I have to make our money some other way. Oh, very well. There's nothing else for it. We'll just have to make our programmes entertaining. That's impossible. No, no, no. If we all put our minds to it, I'm sure we could come up with a programme that would appeal to all tastes. The next programme, which follows almost immediately, will appeal to all tastes. Home this afternoon, a go-go. Hi there, Mom, Dad, Granny and the kids, and all you girls and boys, mature men and women living alone, the old age pensioners and nuns and chartered accountants and people interested in stamp collecting and football and rearing gibbons. And an extra special great big hello to all you guys who are crazy about stamping on frogs. This is your old pal, Emperor Caligula, with a great big bundle of fun for everyone. So, before I lead you in our first prayer, I'm going to spin you a platter that I know you'll all love. It's a real groovy, trendy, sentimental, upbeat ballad treatment of that old-time swinging hit record, including the latest half-time scores. It's the Nun's Frog Stamping Chorus from Aida Meets Frank Ifield, sung by Joe Cocker and the Harrogate Decay Gentlefolks Choir. We nuns enjoy stamping on frogs. We prefer it to stamping on dogs. It's a real way of grooming, you see. Chelsea to Sheffield We interrupt this program for a short commercial break. I'm standing outside this supermarket asking housewives as they come out if they'd like to try the two-for-one swap. So... <laughs> So, before I get arrested, let's just ask this lady if she wants to swap. Excuse me, madam. Hey, what do you want, young man? Hey? I see you've bought a packet of Raz washing powder. Oh, yes, yes, I always buy Raz. Hey, I've got me drift bold, you know. Well, now, I'm going to offer you, in exchange for your packet of Raz, these two empty packets of leading top-price detergent. <laughs> No, no. You'd rather no, have your packet of rats. Oh, I wouldn't swap for anything. How about no. ten pounds? No. Fifty no, pounds? No. A hundred no, pounds? No. And a Rolls Royce? No, never. The no. crown jewels? No, no. You have turned down the crown jewels for your packet of rats. I have, I have. She just won't swap. And that's what we usually find. <laughs> Most... <laughs> Most Raz users are too stupid to know a good thing when they <laughs> Midriff bold, you know. Shut up, you old rat bag. Gets right to the dirt of the brush off. Oh! Don't be mean. I've got a wife and a hernia to support. <laughs> right, that does it. Hold everything. Oh! All right, let him go. Well, I'm sorry, these commercials have got to stop. Right! Oh, that did a bit of damage. Now, let's get back. Let's get back putting on our usual boring old programs and no commercials. Oh, all right. Good evening. Here is the news. The Cabinet have been meeting at Number 10 Downing Street since lunchtime today to discuss the emergency situation in the iron and steel industry where the deadlock between strikers and their union leaders moved into a new phase last night when talks broke down between the unions and management. 
Members of the Cabinet were unavailable for comment this afternoon, but a spokesman for the Prime Minister did say that Robinson's fish fingers have that tangy taste <laughs> that hobbies go for. Try Robinson's fish fingers. They're the ones to give the men. And that the pay dispute may be resolved by government intervention. An official communique issued today by the Vatican announced that women need no longer put up with that unflattering five-pounds fatter look with a Milo Pugh panty-girdle bra. <laughs> Milo Pugh, the tummy-in people. What a lovely girl you are in a panty-girdle bra. Milo Pugh can show you how. Why look like a fat old cow? <laughs> And that's the end of the news. There now follows a party political broadcast on behalf of Copplestone's frozen sausage balls. Now then, Mr. So-called newsreader, what precisely are you up to? Struth, a policeman. You do, of course, realise that the broadcasting of advertising material on radio in this country is a criminal offence? I am obliged to caution you. Look out! Ah. Now that you've been cautioned... But first, I must summon reinforcements. Here they come now. was awful quiet Ooh, oh. because the people hadn't been to church that day oh no so they didn't want to drink that night sinners they touched no whiskey and they touched no gin no and they were waiting for closing time I went a man <laughs> And a man came in with a tambourine And he showed him all the way to get high And he said, Sunday evening So sing us a song Sing us a song Sing us a song I said, Sunday evening So sing us a song Sing us a sing us a song Oh, I sing you a song about the Lord above The Lord above The white dove I'll sing you a song about the things you love Sing you a sing you a song So the man sang loud The people heard they came from miles around. Now, there were people on the table, people on chairs, people lying on the ground. And the people brought whiskey, the people brought gin, but they didn't drink a thing. And when they heard the man shout, clap your hands, everybody wanted to sing and they sang. Sunday evening, sing us a song, sing us a song, sing us a song. Sing us a song. Sing us a Everyone here now sing a song, sing a song, sing a song. Everyone here. 
Ladies and gentlemen, now tonight we're very, very proud indeed to give you another entry in our prune play competition, and which we're going to try and find the worst play of the year to represent us in the Eurovision Boo Boo competition. And the Boo Boo is going to be performed by Rolf Harris. Now, now last. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So now can we have tonight's author, please? Thank you, Eamon. <laughs> Tonight's author is Freddie Maboko, a retired head donor. <laughs> he wrote the play Incognito, but we've had it sent over from Cognito. Oh! And you have 75 called... on the old barometer. It is called The Canterbury Tale. Thank you. <laughs> These are the words of Geoffrey Chaucer. When that Aprilie with his shower is sooty, sweep and Harry Corbett like a tale that's smutty. <laughs> and many such tales were told by pilgrims who were on their way to Canterbury with nothing else to do. <laughs> except tell dirty stories, and I betcha I sound less like Chaucer, more like Cyril Fetcher. <laughs> but I'm not. Get on with it! In this pilgrim band was many a man, a friar, a monk, and eke a physician. And eke a Franklin eke... Hang on, hang on. What's this eke? Eke, an old English word meaning also. Well, it sounds like a mouse to me. If there's any eking to be done, I'm going to do it. Oh, dear. Let him. The part of the old English word meaning also will be played by John Cleese. <laughs> in his famous dramatic role of mousy tongue. All right, look, can I go on now? Certainly. There was a clerk and a man of law, and... That's quite enough. Oh, no, there's hundreds more. <laughs> there was a squire, a funny sort of bloke. His name was Root, Squire Root, and... That was a joke. <laughs> and they agreed that each would tell a story, and the best ones would find fame and glory. Because the BBC would buy them gladly, and they'd been done on telly... Very badly. <laughs> the not-so-good ones they agreed would do to fill up space on Radio 2. And so my prologue now is at an end, and here's the story of the nunny priest, his brother's uncle's mother-in-law's husband's wife's gibbon's friend. <laughs> 
This tale concerns a miller, don't they all? His name was Jonathan, as I recall. And he had a daughter, name of Mary, big of bone and fat and strong and hairy. I mean the miller, sorry. I'm getting confused by having to speak in rhyme. So I'll stop... Here comes the miller. E. Murray, Murray. <laughs> Why are we so poor? I think it's because we have no money, father. Yeah. Aye, but it's Mill Murray. <laughs> I wish I'd never bought it. Night and day I spend trying to grind corn <laughs> and mect flour, but Mill just don't seem to work. I wish I'd never bought it. Oh, Father, if only they'd told you it was a cotton mill. Oh, but we've tried to make the best of it. Spinning cornflakes and weaving crumpets. But it's no good. Mills in mess. Luke, Luke, last cupboard's bare. And even now, I can hear my squeaking in the grain cellar. Also, 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 also. <laughs> have me. Aye, so I have. Get in tubbin. Oh, father, how considerate of you. I admit I was freezing in this cold, cold room, room. I'll be nice and warm in the oven. Aye, that's right, me dear. You just wrap those carrots and potatoes around you and cold pastry snug up round your shoulders. Oh, how lucky I am to have such a kind father. <laughs> You're such a, such a good man, Yahoo. If only kindness could be rewarded with riches. She cried. And as luck and the script would have it, outside the door was a young prince. He overheard Mary praising her father's kindness. Surely a truly good man doesn't seek money, he thought. For being of royal birth, he was stinking rich and a pompous little twit. I think I will test this man's kindness, but they mustn't recognise me as a prince, he thought. So, stuffing his polo mallet in his pocket... <laughs> And pinning his ears back. He rapidly assumed the guise of a poor student. And then he knocked on the door. Come in. Hello. I'm a poor student, and not as you might have expected, a prince come to test your kindness. Oh, no. I need food, and I need somewhere to sleep. Ah, you can have this old mattress. Oh, thank you. That was delicious. But now, how about somewhere to sleep? Do you have a bed for the night? Yes, thank you. <laughs> Hello again. If I were a prince testing your kindness, I'd be beginning to have my doubts. But since I'm a poor student with no income except my £3,000 state grant and a small rake-off from CND funds, I ask again, can I stay here tonight? You understand, if I were a prince, I'd be happy to pay you handsomely. But I'm a poor student, so I can pay you nothing. Oh, that's all right. You can stay here for nothing. Miller, you have proved your kindness. I can now reveal I am, in fact, a prince. 
In that case, it's ten quid for bed and breakfast. It's all right, I'll pay it for it. If you're a miller, you must surely have a lovely daughter for me to fall in love with. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't that her cooking over there? Aye, she should be done by now. <laughs> let's, uh, let's have a look. Ah, what a dish! <laughs> look at her coyly hiding behind those two roast potatoes. Those are not roast potatoes. <laughs> Prince, and I would fain make you my princess. Oh, that's fain by me. <laughs> but not by me. What about my supper? Don't worry. If I marry your daughter, it is meat that I give you gold. Oh, I don't like gold meat. <laughs> that was a gold meat joke. Thank you. <laughs> The miller quickly made a bed for the prince. <laughs> ah, there you are, lad, and watch out for that knot hole. <laughs> whilst... <laughs> whilst Mary aired the sheets. Oh, no, I can't stand airy sheets. <laughs> the prince climbed into his bed with the miller on his left, Mary. I'm sorry. <laughs> the prince climbed into his bed with the miller on his left, Mary on his right. Yeah. <laughs> But soon the others were asleep, and the prince lay listening to the sounds of the night. He heard the wind moaning in the chimney. Oh, I'm stuck. <laughs> he heard the mice drinking at a dripping tap, and nibbling at a dripping sandwich, and many other sounds, and many other sounds, but that goes without saying. Well, what was that? I don't know, it went without saying. <laughs> and... And close by his side, the prince could hear soft, sweet, sensuous breathing. But as the dawn gently broke and the sunlight flooded the room, the prince looked at Mary's face and let out a cry. Ah! Mary, you've turned brown. What? You've turned brown. Oh, I shouldn't have stayed in the oven so long. No, 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 it's not that. You've got the plague. <gasps> oh, it's my fault. I should have warned you. I've been in contact with the notorious Black Death. I say, is Black Death a very nasty disease? Don't worry, don't worry. This is a mild form of the Black Death called the brown collywobbles. What happens? <laughs> Tell me what happens. Your collywobbles turn brown. <gasps> and then the rest of you from head to foot. I'm afraid it's a very contagious disease. In no time at all, the whole village was complaining of the symptoms. I'm sorry, but these symptoms are just not good enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> the finest physician in the land was summoned. Hello, I'm Jack Summoned. I'm afraid this is the worst outbreak of brown collywobbles we've had in Britain. If you catch it, you'll soon know you wake up one morning quite distinctly browner than when you went to bed. Then, day by day, it gets worse. Your landlady starts serving you curry. <laughs> Then she refuses to serve you at all. And then you start wrapping your handkerchief around your head and you are seized with a mad compulsion to become a bus conductor. <laughs> then you're thrown out of your golf club. And finally, all of a sudden, without any warning, your voice starts to change. And unless you can be persuading people that you're written by Johnny Spade, they'll think you're in very bad taste. <laughs> Soon, the whole epidemic became a national disaster. The Ministry of Transport went bankrupt with 50 million new bus conductors to pay and no passengers. 
Sport and entertainment were thrown into confusion. The Beverly sisters were arrested for impersonating the Supremes <laughs> after appearing on the black and brown minstrel show. The Springboks caught it and refused to play with themselves. And the South African cricketers refused to tour England. But some good came of it. Enoch Powell returned to the West Indies. <laughs> But the young prince was far from happy. Oh, my goodness, go blind. I can't marry you now, Mary. Look at you. We must find a cure. But suddenly, there was a mighty rumpus outside the mill. Good heavens, look at that mighty rumpus. That mighty rumpus is mine. Sure enough, there was an aged crone sitting upon the sword. No! <laughs> Who left this sword lying around? <laughs> but, but who are you so twisted and wrinkled? I am Granny Prune. I was, I was once Lady Constance the Coverlet, but I fell from my high station. And the train ran over your face. <laughs> Something along those lines, yes. Sure enough, Granny Prune was the purest white you ever did see. Tell us, how do you do it? It's easy. I wash in fairy puff. <laughs> Mary, have you got any fairy puff? I accepted the two empty packets instead. Those apparently empty packets were full of invisible germs of the dreadful brown collywobbles. That fear not. I still have several million packets left, enough to wash the whole nation. There are two washing machines. I'm going to fill one with fairy puff there, and the other with a well-known brand. Wait a minute, hang on. What's that you put in there? It looks like salt. That's how we do it. Now, I'm going to drop a bus conductor into each machine. Oh, don't blame me. No guilt of... And into this one. Oh, my goodness. Now, look. This is the bus conductor washed in salt. Hold very tight, please. Thank you, go me. No difference at all. But look. This is the bus conductor washed in fairy puff. So awfully tight, that is. Thank you so much. Move it on Right. In you get, everyone. The Prince and Mary led the way, followed by the entire population of Birmingham. <laughs> and after only one soak, they were all back to normal. Oh, thank you, Granny Prune. Now I can marry Mary. Oh, Prince, how super. And soon, the very last bus conductor was being put through the mangle. Ooh. Even as Granny Prune wrung him out to iron him, a dreadful thing happened. Hello, hello, Granny Prune. I'm a policeman, and before I went through the mangle, I was a policewoman. <laughs> By name, PC Rachel Prejudice. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I arrest you for carrying an epidemic of brown collywobbles and for curing it by unnatural washing powders. You are charged with practising witchcraft. I don't need to practise. I'm very good at it. <laughs> but I'm not a witch! 
Well, we'll soon test that. Put her on the ducking stool. I don't want to go on the ducking stool. <laughs> she saved me. Don't put her on the ducking stool. She must. They'll never put a princess on the ducking stool. Marry me! Put her on the ducking stool. Right then. <laughs> the level rose by three feet, and suddenly the waves broke, and the expectant crowd saw something rise majestically out of the water. They realized what it was as they heard it let out a triumphant cry. <laughs> She's turned into a duck. <laughs> She is a witch. So she'll be burnt at the stake with an orange stuffed up her beak. Well, it's better than nothing. So Mary and the prince were wed, and the miller soon was fed. As for dinner, he did tuck into a plate of roasted duck. And I fear that is the end of the tale of the nunny priest's brother's uncle's mother-in-law's husband's wife's gibbon's friend. <laughs> The programme you have just heard was in fact a commercial break and therefore banned by the BBC. So you shouldn't have been listening to it. The products featured were Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kendler Bellotti, all of whom can be obtained under a plain wrapping from Radio Prune, full frontal department, care of David Hatch and Peter Titheridge producers. Radio Prune is a non-profit making organisation, so send no money, only food parcels, hovercrafts and crown jewels <laughs> to the Graham Garden and Bill Oddy script department, Dave Lee, president of the Starving Musicians Relief Fund, or Leon Cohen, secretary of a ranger fam. My name is Angus Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.